And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is the Reverend Bill Shishko. Hey, Dan. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> Bill, thank you very much. It is great to have you here with us. Good to be back with you. You're the man. I've I've told I've mentioned it a couple of times on the air uh, years ago when Redeemer was just getting started. You were kind enough in those early days to call me over lunchtime once a week and have prayer for this ministry. And you are one of our advisors, and we appreciate our friendship so very much and your input to uh, Redeemer Broadcasting. Well, Dan, that's my honor entirely. We're so thankful for Redeemer and glad to be a part of it, particularly today. (laughs) We had a few words just before we opened the mic about what we're going to talk about today. And so uh, before telling the listeners what it is, you're going to tell them that. I want to capture their mind with with kind of a word picture and imagine walking into um, a diner and you're you're maybe taking your your wife or perhaps a son or daughter or maybe your dad and you you get a table there and order your meal and uh, you look around and you notice that a number of people have their cell phones out and they're texting other people while the person that they're with they're not even connecting to they're right across the table from them and yet in their hand is a cell phone and they're texting um, it's kind of a, um, I've seen it happen many times, and I'm wondering if you've seen that, and um, maybe that'll kind of segue into what we want to talk about sure. today. Yeah, well, everybody's seen it, Dan, and, and uh, I must confess, even sometimes with my wife and me, we'll be sitting in quiet, and she's texting and I'm doing it. It's something that, that uh, <laughs> we all fall into, so yeah. <laughs> we're all in this thing together. I, what, what I've called this, Dan... This is something that I've I've uh, done in a segment for my Greenville Seminary students. I teach the Reformed Pastor class there in pastoral theology, and it's a workshop, and I call it the battle to disconnect in a culture of constant connectedness. Mm. Um, and 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 you know, whenever we're dealing with uh, any any major technological developments. There's always advantages and disadvantages. Um, advantages because Technology is a way of man showing his dominion over the earth. Liabilities, and that this is fallen man doing these things in a fallen world. It's interesting, if you kind of look at this issue and its history, we could go back very far, but for practical purposes, I guess, we could think even of the development of the movable-type printing press mm-hmm. in the late 15th century, uh, which, of course, brought about the printing revolution and in many ways fueled uh, the, the reformation of the churches. And it was a thrill. People learned to read. They could read their Bibles. They read other things. I, I mean, the, the benefits of this have been incredible. But it's interesting that the fear at that time was, well, there were several. One, one was that, that we would lose our sense of community in the Christian faith. As people began to read on their own and pick things up on their own and studied on their own, that would fuel kind of an individualism that would work against the Christian church in many ways. And the second, and connected with it, is it would create a very privatized kind of Christianity that would focus more on the self than it would focus even on on the world around us. And as thankful as we are for the print revolution, 
you have to admit that the, those two those two liabilities have, have have borne fruit in that way. Now, fast forward. Um, back in 1985, there was a book written by Neil Postman, who was a conservative Jew. He was, I believe, chairman of the Department of Communications at uh, New York University in New York City. And this book was called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Mm. It was kind of the first, the, the, well, it wasn't exactly the first, but it, but it was a it was a, a book that basically from the perspective of a man who was, uh, was a, what now we call a media ecology, was a communication expert, he pointed out that the move that basically came from radio to television with its emphasis on the visual, with its emphasis on, on uh, the, the image before us, he was particularly, believe it or not, dealing with Sesame Street. And his, his thesis was that Sesame Street wouldn't further education it would foster a generation that wanted to be entertained. That, that's, the, that's the sense of the book, Amusing yes. Ourselves to Death. And in this, there's a, there's a pretty sophisticated development of how the mind, and we would even say as Christians, the heart, are altered by the medium of the image. Well, when Postman came out with that book in 85, he was regarded as, as an arch-conservative, just really overstating the case and kind of in left field. Today, over 20 years later, he is regarded as having stated the case moderately, because over that time, of course, we no longer have TV. With the digital revolution, you have, you have the privatizing of television, so to speak. You have the screens in front of us, whether it be the phone or the, or the tablet or the iPad or the, or the laptop or your desktop or, or the TV itself. It's, mm-hmm. it's, if I can use the word, kind of the ubiquity of it's the omnipresence of the media of, of of mediated things and it's captivating to us um, not wrong in itself but what's happened is it's created a distracted culture in which people are not able to think the way they did before they are they they are not able to discern the way they 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 did before and they they are it is almost like a, a constant hypnosis of people that that in many ways fosters exactly what you spoke about a breakdown of interpersonal communication and and even what's worse the ability to wrestle through issues and think things through mm. i notice in my own life i i'm just confessing my my faults here um when i get out of bed in the morning i i have a couple of choices and quite often I will grab my smartphone and just to see if there's any quote-unquote emergency emails that came in. Now, some of that's legitimate because we're running a radio station and, and all of that. But here's the point. My Bible is there um, by my special chair, as it were. <laughs> and my heart is such that I have a tendency to go to the emails first and the Bible second. Well, that's a, that's exactly the point. I mean, you, even when you go when you go to your Bible, particularly your Bible or any book, it demands you're you're focusing on words. You're having yes. to think things through. You're, there's sustained concentration that's necessary. Communication mediated by images really demands more our our quick response. You don't have to think much about it, and that's fueled by the fact that these media are that they tend to be quick. 
Um, I mean, emails are usually used for very short things, and, and and we're all this way. If you get an email with something you have to read extensively, usually you don't deal with it. You go on to something else that's quicker, mm-hmm. and that's creating that's creating a, uh, a, a a way a way of response in us that only furthers the downgrade of dealing with print, dealing with words, and dealing with sustained thought, and in mm-hmm. fact, even dealing with real live human beings. Yes. And I, I just happened to glance over to my laptop right now. You know, since we began this discussion, what was it, eight minutes ago, um, it looks like about eight eight emails came in. Um, and so it's it's just totally constant. What we'll do is we'll take a short break. Today we're talking with Pastor Bill Shishko of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church on Long Island, Franklin Square, New York. And uh, he is one of our Wonderful advisors. I'm delighted, Bill, to have you on the phone. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, Our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today, Pastor Bill Shishko. Uh, we've been talking about, um, as Bill said, the, the battle to disconnect in a culture of constant connectedness. And, um, Bill, maybe you can help us on this side of the break. Um, how, how do we think about this? How do we tie it to the Scriptures uh, I mentioned in an illustration I gave that that sometimes I'm inclined to read my email first, and yet, you know, the reason I know I need to read my Bible first is, is because talk about alive and talk about up-to-date and really affecting my life. I know that the Bible has it way over uh, the latest email that's come in, and most of them are just junk emails. But how do I think about this biblically in, in terms of what you're talking about now? That's a great question, Dan, and, and I think for all of us, because we're all working through this. This is the early stage of dealing with this, as I put it, the ubiquity of, of image-based communication. And I think all of us need to keep in mind the sufficiency of Scripture. The Scripture is given that we might be thoroughly equipped to every good work. 
in one way or the other, the scriptures do address how to deal with this. And I would suggest a, a, a kind of a framework for this, even with four texts. So, so there's the frame. I, I think <laughs> the first is Luke, Luke 8 and verses 4 through 15, especially verses 14 and 15, the parable of the sower, which is given in other Gospels. There Jesus explicitly speaks about thorns that include the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this age that, that, that choke out the Word. And what we're dealing with in this kind of communication is the pleasure of it. It's easy, it's fun, it's cool. It's not wrong uh, n- any more than pleasures are wrong. Mm-hmm. But the point is, they it, like, something like food, we can overeat on food and we, we become gluttons. Well, here we can become, we can overdo with the technology and, and and there, there's the warning that's given about not letting even the pleasures of this life choke out the words. That would be one part of the frame. Mm-hmm. The second I would give is Psalm 46 and verse 10 in a fascinating context. I mean, it, it almost sounds in Psalm 46 at many points like you're watching what they call the news. <laughs> you know, you've got wars, you've got mountains collapsing, you've got earthquakes, the whole thing. And in the middle of it, or toward the end of it, he actually says both to the nations and to God's people, be still and know mm. that I am God. And, and, and without, I don't think this is an overstatement, Dan. Our culture is destroying itself rapidly because people don't be still and know that God is God. They don't stop. So that would be the second thing. The third, which I, frankly, I find fascinating is in Luke chapter 5 and verse 16, where Jesus is surrounded by the people. He is busy. He's not got emails, but he's got people. And his mission was to come and seek and save those who are lost. And even with the crowds pressing upon him, in Luke five sixteen, Luke says, and the Greek is very emphatic, Jesus was regularly withdrawing himself to pray. That's been really helpful for me. There are things more important than the emails or the latest link on Google. You've got to withdraw to have time with your God. And if that's true of the God-man, then how much more true of us? The last last is this. In Exodus 20 and verses 5 through 11 and the parallel in Deuteronomy, the Sabbath commandment, it is astounding that the concept of one day in seven as a day of rest and worship and quiet, it is astounding that even within the evangelical community, this commandment is poo-pooed, it is denigrated, it is mocked. Witness all the euphoria even among Christians on so-called Super Bowl Sunday. In a real sense, this commandment in the moral law is given not primarily for this, but it is a means by which we learn to stop, get a fast, so to speak, from our, our, our obsession with our weekly labors with technology, give our attention to God and rest. That, that would be the fourth text, uh, that, that, which interestingly is being, in certain portions of the evangelical community, even though there may be an abysmal view of worship connected mm. with the Lord's Day, there is a growing emphasis, rightly, on that as a day of rest. I think of 
Matthew Sleeth, who's a medical doctor. Matthew Sleeth's very interesting book, 24-6, in which he calls it a prescription for a healthier and happier life. But basically what he's saying is turn off for a day, rest for a day, and uh, that, that we can't, I can't overstate, we can't overstate the importance of that. You know, I am so glad you mentioned the Sabbath. Um, before we started our discussion, kind of having a hunch of where it was going, I marked down two things, and one was the cell phone that we talked about. The other thing was the Sabbath, and I am so pleased that you brought that up. Uh, first of all, I, I fail in this regard personally many times, but I'm I'm convinced, uh, the older I get, Bill, that God has kind of baked into our psyche and human system this seven-day cycle, if you will. And I, I'm reminded of the words of Jesus that the Sabbath was made for man, and and I personally need this recharging, if you will, of my own batteries and, you know, first and foremost, it takes place in corporate worship, you know, word and sacrament, and and then just having a, a change of pace. What a gracious, as I look at it, what a gracious God we have. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and, and it's a, it is a tragedy. And in fact, in a real sense, um, you know, we're supposed to be the salt of the earth as, as believers. We've not been in this area. Christians themselves have... have, have have uh, broken down the whole concept of one day and seven for worship, yeah. rest, and so on. Well, is it any wonder that the culture has has torpedoed this as well? But I mean, here again, we need to light a candle, not, yes. not curse the darkness. Yes, right. yes, and um, I, you know, I remember often hearing uh, Pastor John Vance, who just retired from Westminster. Um, pronounced like a, a benediction or a charge towards the end, and he would often encourage us to go out and enjoy this day, the day that God has made to bless and praise his holy name. There was just something special about being reminded at the end of the service that, hey, this is a special day. Um, you know, enjoy the day and get charged up and, and give praise to God. You know, be with his people. Maybe have a meal and have this extra time uh, that you don't usually have during the other six days. It It's just a, it's a wonderful gift of God. Yeah, maybe we're paving the way for another one of these programs where we talk about the <laughs> Sabbath. I'd love to do that. Dan, do you mind if I take just a couple of minutes and just give some practical directions, and then we can we can chat about these uh, I would love it. we got about maybe a little over six minutes left, okay, so go good. right ahead. Well, well, as a preacher, you can fill in that time real easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I, I think, first of all, it's really important that we face the issue. I, I, I don't think... Christians are, are, I think it's one of these things where you'd rather put your head in the sand and act like it's not a problem than actually face it knowing that there are solutions. Mm. And and whether it's a matter of a book like Distracted that I, I believe I referred to before by Maggie Jackson, where she just, it's just kind of an expose on the challenge, or from a Christian perspective, uh, Tim Challey's works. Uh, Tim Challey's is a blogger and is, is a really quite an, an authority on the media. We've, we actually went through the book, The Next Story, Life and Faith After the Digital Explosion. We went through that book with our young people at the church, and they found it helpful. You've got, you got to face the issue and, and realize, don't, don't say all 
media is neutral. That's foolish. Yeah. No media is neutral because it's used by people who are not neutral. Mm. And it all it all has its effects. I, I, that's that's number one. No, number two, we all need to consider how to use the media. And I'm fascinated. Paul says in First Corinthians six and verse twelve, all, all things are lawful, but but not all things are are expedient. Uh, all things are lawful, uh, but but I'm not going to be mastered by any. And later mm. he says, not all things edify. And it's very interesting that, that the first of these in 1 Corinthians 6 is in a context of sexual purity. In other words, faithfulness toward one object. Yes. Um, and then in 1 Corinthians 10, it's explicitly a warning against idolatry. Well, in a very real sense, when people are in virtual worlds, I mean, I mean we, we're facing issues, Dan, where people have a, a, a de facto desertion from a spouse because they're so addicted to the visual, digital world, they don't, they don't have their intimacy with a wife yes. or spend time with the children. Uh, another thing we could perhaps explore at some point, although it's, it's, a, it's a grievous thing, but, but the point is, in these things that can dominate us, Paul says, not everything's unto edification, not everything is useful, and I'm not going to be mastered by any of it. Mm. And, and, and I think what, what we need to use, how do you use the media without being used by it? And, 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 and here, just a real basic thing, we need to think in terms of how, when you use a text, or when you use an email, or when you make a phone call instead of an email, or when you write a note to people, so that we, we realize each medium has has its own way of communicating. Very, very obviously, if you've got to tell someone that a spouse has been killed in a car accident, mm. you don't text them. You go to them and you That's deal right. with them. And it and it's these 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 aspects or even nuances of communication as Christians who are given to communication that we need to pay attention to. Um, the third thing. Let me just get the four, and then then please interact with me. The third is. During the week, especially during family times, uh, you're alluding to this in your opening illustration, make it a house rule. Nobody texts, cell phones off. Some people actually have a basket, and everyone, each person puts his cell phone in the basket before they sit down to eat, <laughs> and they're quiet, you know, turn off the phone. But here it's a battle. Okay, so in it a is. battle, you have to, you'll have to do what's necessary to win the battle. And the last is this. Apropos of your comment about the Lord's Day, the fourth commandment to rest and to worship God is part of the moral law of God. It's on par with not committing adultery, with not stealing, with not murdering. We all need to come to grips with this, and a practical suggestion that I follow. Saturday evenings, when I'm done, well, done as done as I can be with my work, at about 7 or 8 o'clock, the computer goes off. That, Dan, is one point in the week that I feel like a Pentecostal. I shout, hallelujah, <laughs> that this thing is off, and it's, it's not there to, to even threaten to dominate me. <laughs> we use the time in the evenings to prepare our meal for the Lord's Day. This we could discuss at another time. Yes. I don't turn that computer on again, sometimes till Tuesday morning, because wow. my day off is yes. Monday. Yes. That, that, for me... Has been pro- it has been the most liberating <laughs> project, or it's been it's been the most liberating what's the aspect of how 
how yes. I dealt with this. I look forward to Saturday at 7 or 8 o'clock yes. when I can flip that thing off. Now, the thing is, you still got the phone. You still got the iPad. Those things go off as well. Yes. Um, but, but again, the Lord has there's got to have it's a day true. of rest. Those things will, 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 will change people. It'll really help them as they wrestle yes. with these issues. Well, I'm looking at the clock here, and I would love to interact more, but I see we only have about a minute left. But uh, we're talking today with Pastor Bill Shishko, um, and we're talking about how to how to disconnect, basically, in a culture of constant connectedness. And, you know, on the surface, it seems like, oh, wow, why would I want to disconnect? Well, for your own sense of well-being, <laughs> if nothing else, um, we we need to slow down and have, as we talk towards the end here, have a have a Sabbath rest and and to charge up our batteries. Um, maybe just a wrap up thought. Maybe fifteen seconds, Bill, of encouragement. Um, our listeners are hearing this today. Saturday, tomorrow is the Lord's Day. Uh, maybe some words to them. Real simple. No one and nothing is more important than God. So do what it takes to be still and know Him. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you, my brother Bill. It's been a sheer delight to have you on the air with us today here on A Plain Answer. Quick reminder that uh, this uh, broadcast can be listened to again as a podcast on our website. We're located at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. And if you have a question for Pastor Bill Shishko, please avail yourself of the opportunity of emailing us. Our email address here at the station is ministry at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. And, Bill, I look forward to, again, sometime in the future, hopefully soon, having you on the air with us. Thanks so much, Dan. The Lord's blessing upon you and all of these great listeners that you've got. (laughs) Well, praise the Lord. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Quick reminder, please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.